lightning. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Impress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Impress. Now Akiba, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Dr. Hakima, and joining me is my beloved sister, Akita. Hey. You know, we in, we in our season. We, we, we started off with a bang. We told you we would, and we're bringing back somebody real powerful today. So be prepared. This episode, we're welcoming back a former guest to the show, medical doctor. And I have to say that, medical doctor, because he know what he's talking about. Dr. Keely Graham Muhammad, founder of the Ultimate Wellness Group, and he is getting people well. And he's here to give us strategies on obtaining and maintaining optimal health. Welcome back, Dr. Keely. Well, thank you. I appreciate the platform and appreciate the opportunity. I always enjoy um, your show and I enjoy being on your show. So thank you very much. Thank you. Because, you know, when you come on here, people get well. So we know we're going to get some people <laughs> well today. So I'm going to briefly Praise talk a little bit on your bio, and then yes. we'll let you fill it all in. Yes, so Dr. Keely Graham Muhammad, affectionately known as Dr. Keely, attended Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee. So he is an HBCU product. He completed residency right. at the University of Texas at Houston. So here you go. Look at that duality, the best of both worlds right there. Best of both worlds. So we talking about a wealth of experience, everyone. You also um, had your, you opened your uh, private practice in 2003, right? Yes, ma'am. So is there anything else you would like to add outside of, of your traditional training of allopathic Western medicine? Anything else you would like to add to that, sir? Well, just briefly, I would just like to say, you know, a, a lot of what we're seeing in public now about these vaccines and the whole COVID and, and just the entire aspect of this pandemic I, I really like to warn people that at that time in my career, I was very traditional. I, I would never say that I was completely traditional because I never wanted to be a pill pusher. I never want, really liked people to have surgery and things of that nature, but I was a pro-vaccine doctor. I was to some degree pro-medication. And so I think, you know, in this day and time with a lot of things that we're seeing across the country, a lot of these black doctors, a lot of these black scientists, they probably are doing the best they can. And so I just wanted to mention that because when I compare myself now to that physician that you are introducing from back then, it's a, it's a huge journey. It's a, a huge change. And of course, I have to give that thanks and honor to Allah um, first because he prepared my journey. And then secondarily, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, if it wasn't for them, 
I don't believe I would have much to offer to you all on this show. So um, I just wanted to mention that. Thank you. Thank you. Keely, you want to want to make a word before we go on? <laughs> that was Dang, I'm, I'm just happy to see you here. I'm excited as always, because I know I'm in store mm -hmm. to uh, <laughs> be educated. That's uh, a lot. So, I, you know, the only thing I would say is let's just start off discussing what does optimal health look like? What is it? Yeah, well, that's a beautiful question. You know, I would say um, optimal health to me is um, a vision that I have not seen yet, in all honesty. When um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talks about Master Father Muhammad and the will, he talks about this ability to look like you're 16 forever. I have no idea what that looks like. Um, when I read the Bible and it says that Methuselah lived to 969, when did he just start having gray hairs? When did he ever experience arthritis? When did he start looking like he was aging? to be 969, right? So to me, it is something that we are going to have to try to produce a reality of. I would like to live as long as I can by Allah's grace. And then my son, inshallah, or somebody that I have influence over or my daughter, maybe they'll extend life longer than I will. And so I think it's going to change, but optimal health in this current state, I believe, is a state of mind mostly that we are in tune with the information that has come from somebody superior. And I must have just show this book. I got to show the book, right? How to Eat to Live with my camera. Oh, there you, if I move my head, you can see it. How to Eat to Live by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is the only book I've ever read, ever seen that says from God in person at the top of that book. Mm. And so anytime I suggest anybody look for something optimal, you have to start with God. You can't start with man or woman who make mistakes and who are flawed, we got to start with the perfect one. And so to me, the descriptions that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gives of what good health looks like when he talked about me and most of my followers are already in heaven as we speak. That's a statement that he makes in the book on page 58, book one. And so I think if you don't have how to eat to live, you should get it because this is the source I believe that will give you optimal health. And then as we start to parse and study and marinate and contemplate on the words that Donald Blige Muhammad says in his book, I think we'll start to envision what optimal health is going to look like because I don't know that I've ever had an example. Thank you for um, bringing health back to God because so often, especially in the medical field, it's separated. Yes, and then when people's ideology of, me of medicine, it's, it's never where the route takes them to God. They're always looking at health as going a, a opposite direction right. or not. And so thank you for stressing the importance of actual, you said optimal health or being healthy is linked to your relationship or your path journey or pathway to God. That's right. Okay, man, it's heavy. Um, so from a spiritual standpoint, how should people approach it? You know, average person don't approach health from a spiritual standpoint. I mean, you from in the medical field, how should someone, if we're gonna rewire how people think today, how, yes. should they, how should they approach health from a spiritual standpoint? Wow, that's a beautiful, profound question. And I would say that um, my journey to that reality was hearing 
the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan say that if you want to know how Allah created himself, study the womb of a woman. And when he said that, at first, I was like really confused. I was like, study the womb of a woman. What kind of sense would that make, right? And then when I started to think about it, I was like, wow, it starts with a sperm. It starts with an egg, something we can't see with our eyes. But every aspect of what that sperm and that egg needed is already in the environment where it is. And as that sperm travels that difficult journey, it has everything on the journey to keep it on the journey in a very healthy way. And unfortunately, everybody doesn't make it, but that one that does make it took advantage of the environment and what was available for it. And then when that sperm and that egg actually connect, and the minister says, then a, 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 a spinning starts to happen. There's an electricity, there's an activity, there's a life in that. And then it connects to that wall and then it's protected. But as it is being protected so that the mother's immune system won't attack it, now the body starts to give it everything it needs. It starts to produce blood flow and it starts to produce that amniotic fluid, that placenta. So everything that that concept, concepted two cells that grow into a baby, everything that's needed is occurring right in that environment. And so to me, that's where we have to start, right? You have to start from the perspective that when you were just a sperm, Allah gave you everything. You didn't know which way to go as a sperm. You, none of us can go back and say, I remember that journey as a sperm. No, we can't do that. But Allah was already in you directing you. And so when we come on this planet, a mother is so important as the Quran tells us for the first two years, and if we follow that, then that child has beautiful faith. That child has a faith that cannot be outdone by anything else on this planet Earth, planet Earth and can't be grown any better than breastfeeding. When that child walks out into the world and starts to see plants and starts to see food and air and oxygen, and then we start to gather the type of information that will put us on a journey and we start to get rid of stuff that doesn't make sense right? Like just for instance, let me just say that in this pandemic that we're in, in this vile attack for vaccination, 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 how could a man or a woman or a group of people go into a laboratory and produce a vaccine that's going to outdo, improve the immune system that Allah has produced in each one of us? That, that's, a, that's an inconceivable idea. In order for you to believe that a vaccine is going to protect you, in order to believe that a vaccine is going to improve you in some type of way, means that you have been demoted from really believing that there is one true and living God, and that's who you serve first and foremost. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And if we're eating processed food and food with all these chemicals, and we believe that somebody can produce, for instance, a turmeric, and this turmeric that we produce is more bioavailability, more bioavailable to your body than that which you get out the ground. Come on, right. that's not possible. You see what I'm saying? We're setting up something as a God besides God when we do those type of things. And personally, watching my children be breastfed, I know that my children have a connection that's deeper than those like myself who weren't breastfed. And so that to me is where we have to start. We have to start with the essence of Allah. And when we start with the essence of Allah, whether you call him God, Jehovah, Jesus, uh, 
Ja, it doesn't make a difference the word. The reality is that we need to check everything that's coming in our mind and all of our actions and try to trace it back to whether it came from God or someone else. Pray that I answered the question. Sounds like you did to me. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't even get out. I was laughing. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. did answer that one. Praise be to Allah. But, but you mentioned um, immunity at, um, you know, in, in utero, basically. Yes. And then we come here with all of all of those things. How do we continue that process? Because just and you made me think about it too when you were mentioning the vaccines and they're claiming that this will help your immunity, but there are natural ways to build right. our immunity, and there are nutrients that our bodies need before a health crisis and during a health crisis. How what you know? How do you how do you how do we do that? How do we educate people to let them know that this is really what you need to be doing to sustain yourself? Yes, uh, beautiful question. And I would first say that, you know, I think the thing that most of us can do is to study Allah's environment, study his world. Mm -hmm. And the way that I do that, there are many ways to do that, of course, but the way that I do that is I study a lot of nature. I watch nature shows. Sometimes I, I go in the backyard and just look at what animals do. I don't ever see like when I was coming up as a child, I never saw a dog or our cats come in and say, hey, you know, in a, in a wolf, wolf way or a meow, meow way, hey, can you take me to the doctor? It doesn't even happen, right? You see an animal that typically eats um, meat products, both a cat and a dog, you see them stop eating their normal food, start eating grass, and then you see them kind of laying around like they're lazy or they're tired or they're sleepy for a few days. And then next thing you know, boom, right back to normal. And so to me, those are the type of examples that I witnessed as a child and didn't really know what I was observing. But then as I became a physician, it started making me think, you know, wow, we have been given the ability to heal. Otherwise, why are all these animals in nature not calling on a veterinarian? The only animals that go to a veterinarian are the ones that are being intervened with by humans, right? And so when we go out into the sun and we look at streams of water, lakes or rivers, and the cleanliness of that moving water, and we think about the fact that these animals eat from nature and they live longer than humans, and humans are supposed to be the ones that are the greatest of Allah's creatures. And so to me, it's all about going back to those natural foods, right? We have a natural attraction to the colors of the array of foods. But when you go into a grocery store, you'll see an orange color that represents something in nature like a bell pepper, an orange, a tangerine, you know, a, a, a kumquat, a loquat. But in the store, it's a Dorito bag, a Cheeto bag, you see what I'm saying? You go in nature and you see something red or purple, like a plum, an apple, a grape. Go into the store and you see a candy bag or some type of other processed foods. And so when we start to try to connect ourselves to the information that's coming from God, like I said, how to eat to live, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad lists foods that are the best for you. And so when we look at that list of food, look at those colors, and we'll start to get ourselves back into the nature of which Allah created us, which we can't beat. That environment is the best for us. What nutrients do we actually need though? Uh, I think we need them all. Um, so firstly, I would say the major nutrients are what we call those 
fats, proteins, and the sugars that are the maker, what we call macronutrients to come out of food. And of course, we can break down the fats into different things like lipids and um, other types of fats that are in the body. You can break down the protein into amino acids. Sugars can be um, have multiple and you break them down in a singular, but those are what we call your macronutrients, the three major sources of your food. And then next I would say would be the vitamins. You have your fat soluble, your A, D, E, and K. And then you have your B and your C, which are water soluble, meaning that water soluble, we urinate them out. The fat ones we store in the body. And then specifically vitamin K, you really don't need from food sources because we make that with the bacteria in the GI system. And then the um, final would be everything on a periodic table. And when you look at all of those different elements on a, on a periodic table, some we need a lot of, some we need a little bit. Like it makes that we don't need to eat a lot of gold, plutonium, silver, right? Things of that nature, but we do need a lot of salt. Unbeknownst to most people out here that say salt is bad, salt is not bad. There's so many aspects of the body that need salt every day, all day long. So we need salt, we need calcium, we need potassium, we need oxygen, we need nitrogen, carbon. So everything on those three different systems, the macronutrients, the vitamins and our micronutrients, which come from a periodic table are absolutely necessary. And as you said, sister, if we do that in a very balanced way, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that we won't be sick. And if we are in an environment or something is wrong and we do get sick, if we go back to those things, that's where the healing is. You will never get healing faster from a pill from some laboratory or a doctor or a pharmacy than you will by going to the nutrients and the substances and the phyto nutrients that Allah put on this planet for our sustenance at the greatest level. I just want to clarify because you did mention salt um, and because I don't want people to think iodized salt is what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that's so, not what I'm talking about. Right. So I, yeah. I had to jump in. And, yes, you you know. mentioned salt. I wish you did a video once I was watching one time and you had you went into Celtic salt and the benefits of it. And then I went out and got me some Celtic salt. So can you talk about that since Sister brought up, uh, Keelan yes, brought up the salt. I said, well, this is a good time for me to ask the question about Praise Celtic yes, salt. So I don't want to um, say any particular brand because I don't promote any particular brand. I personally use Celtic sea salt because my studies over the years have um, shown me that that is the one that typically has the highest nutrition amount. But for those who are listening, sea salt from even your region of the world. Like if you live in Hawaii, your sea salt is gonna be pink. If you live in the Himalayan part of the country, your salt is gonna be pink. If you live in Fiji Islands, your salt is gonna be black. If you live in some other parts of the world, it's going to be the color of the soil that it's extracted from. And so if you buy sea salt, and then when you get the ingredients, there's only sea salt, that's probably the salt that you need that will be good for your body. And again, the different color of the soil may alter the nutrients a little bit here, a little bit there, but in general, that's where you should get your salt. So when I said salt, that's what I'm talking about. The salt that's naturally from the environment that we've been talking about since the beginning of the show, Allah's environment, that salt is absolutely wonderful for your body. It will not produce high blood pressure. It will get you living at a very high functioning rate. And again, lastly, I just will repeat, it is impossible 
for the human body to work at the best of its ability without a lot of salt. We use salt every day in just about every organ in all different types of processes. So we definitely need salt in this human body. Thank you. I, uh, <laughs> um, we do have illnesses though, like high blood pressure, um, diabetes. Yes. How, how do we begin to um, counteract, is that the, word I'm looking for here. How do we, how, yeah, how, how, do, how do we start to, to reduce the, reduce that? I, I think that you can overcome those things. Yes. How, how do we? Uh, excellent question. And I would say, um, I think you can go past saying, I think you can say, I absolutely know that we can overcome those things because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us that we can, number one, in a book that says from God in person at the top. And he takes no credit for what's in that book. Every time he gives us some information, he always says, this was told to me by God in person. This was told to me by Master Father Muhammad. That's the first one. I can lean on what he says because he's proven to be a truth teller in everything that he said that I have witnessed. Secondly, um, I would say that the, the process is that we have to start in that belief that I can overcome this because the ideology that I'm gonna eat any type of way that I want to, I'm gonna eat these bad foods that were passed down in my family. I'm gonna eat the same way I saw big mama eat and she died with cancer and diabetes and high blood pressure. And then my uncle got that, my grandmother, my other grandmother's like that. My grandfather's sick. My other auntie is sick. My mama and daddy got the same illnesses as everybody else. At some point we gotta stop going into this reality and falling into the trap that that's my family history. No, that's your family activity. And if you do some research, you learn some different things and you expect something different, then you can't go down that same road. You'll have to make a left or a right or go up or go down at some point and change your trajectory trajectory with some new information. And then you will start to witness something different. And so a lot of times when I actually have consultations with people, that's where I start. I don't start by telling them what to do. That's a waste of time. People have been telling you what to do all your life. What we have to do is start with how we think. And if you think the same way as the people that taught you, those elders in your family, then what else are you gonna wind up doing but what they're, they're right? We have this statement that we say the, the um, diameter of your thinking prescribes the circumference of your actions. And so if the diameter of my thinking came from the people in my family that are winding up sick and dead at 70 or 80, what is gonna be your reality but that? So start thinking outside of that box, start thinking outside of that circle, start thinking outside of that diameter, start getting your information from somebody that's proving to you, not talking, but proving to you that they have an ability to help grow you and not pull you backwards. And then you'll start to see a different reality. But to your point, sister, there is no medical problem that I see in 2021 that I don't absolutely believe with the diligence, dedication, and the right amount of fasting, the right mind frame, I don't believe that there's any medical problem that can't be overcome. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad mentions some medical problems can be overcome if you catch them in time. So he is saying that maybe there's a deterioration of the body that maybe sometimes we can't overcome completely. But I think when people change, think rightly and start trying to do something different, you will see some benefit no matter how bad you think you are and no matter how dire the situation you think you're in. Yes, sir. 
I, I, the next question was how to eat to live, but I, I think in, in this other, I'm going to add a question to that too, because I think you'll be able to tie them both together. But let's talk about the power, the healing power of that Navy band, because mm. I think it's, it's not getting enough uh, recognition, it's getting the recognition that it deserves, and how it plays into eating to live. Can you uh, expound on that? Yes, ma'am. Well, you know, if we go back to what we started with and starting with God, um, I don't know the exact quote, but my understanding is that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that Master Father Muhammad prayed over the Navy being seven times. Um, and one of my colleagues, Brother Tariq, he always says, don't sleep on that Navy bean. <laughs> He's done a lot of research over the years over the Navy bean, and it just is such a complete food with so many of the nutrients that help us and like the questions that you all are asking me, those nutrients, those basic nutrients, a lot of them, and I would say most of them are in that Navy bean. It's easy to um, store, right? It can last for a long time if we, if we store it in the right way. It's not difficult to prepare. There is a process to preparing them correctly, but it's not difficult to prepare. But the ability of that bean to come into the body and nourish us in a way that is not difficult on the system. It's not difficult to digest, not difficult to absorb, not difficult to put all of those good nutrients into the body so they can get to work. But that Navy bean is a food that is beyond any other. And earlier when we talked about starting at God, those who read the Bible go to the story of Daniel. In the story of Daniel, when Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to eat the king's meat in that prison, those young brothers went to the pulse and that pulse is the navy bean that's the old word for it but that is the navy bean the other thing that you can do if you're not convinced is go study why the navy the reason why it's called the navy bean is because they use it in the navy the american navy and the research that they did on that bean and what it would do to benefit those soldiers and to pull radiation out of their bodies you can't beat it when it comes to be this. There should be no other bean going in us on a regular basis. I'm not saying from time to time, we all probably dip and dab with this or that, but on a regular basis, we should have Navy beans going in our mouth. Every meal that we eat, it's a, it's a beautiful food, the best um, that's out there. Number one on my list, I try to put it in my body every day that I eat. It's hard for, I, I love bean soup, but I can't eat it every day, but I try to be creative. <laughs> you know, my, my family, they difficult. I'm like, okay, we're going to eat nachos and guess what it's going to be? Yeah, that's right. Bean soup going to be on top of it. <laughs> right. And they love it when it's creative, yes. you know? So yes. the, the beautiful thing about the Navy bean is you can be really creative. You can make chili dogs for these people that you got to, you got to transition them yes. <laughs> you got to transition them okay since you want to do that replace that chili with bean soup come on we got to we got to teach these people how to incorporate navy bean into their right. diet and that right there is that beautiful feminine spirit right because a, 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 <laughs> ma a masculine spirit would say eat navy beans every day <laughs> y'all put that y'all put that that beauty and that um appreciation and the enjoyment factor into it and um i think that's just important in this conversation is anything because that masculine feminine balance that the minister is such a great example of would allow us to have, um, I just think an overall better experience with everything that we're talking about. It's better when we balance the two realities. And that Allah has made two conspicuous ways, right? And there are those that are following and those that are disbelievers. 
And I think that there's going to be a very distinct divide in this country. Um, it's happening as we speak, but I think it's going to become much more apparent and there'll be no like in between. And so what I mean is that there are going to be some people that just believe that they can eat whatever they want to, whenever they want to, however they want to. And those are probably the same people that are going to continue to believe in a traditional medical system. So let me do all of this stuff to deteriorate my body. And then I believe that I'm going to magically take this pill and it's going to solve these problems. I think that's a crazy ideology, but it is the majority ideology in this country at this point. There are so many influences in this country from other parts of the world. And then there's the influence of God in person from how to each live, which changed everything in me. I was a very confident physician when I first came out of school. I was confident in what I was taught. I was confident in my skills. I was confident in the people that had taught me and made me feel secure in what it is that I knew. It wasn't until a few years into practice that I become disenfranchised with it wasn't serving the people like I wanted. My, my information wasn't making me happy in what I was presenting to people. Even though I wasn't in the same rut as I believed the general physician was. And so to find acupuncture and Reiki therapy and massage and all of these other modalities that could help a person on their healing journey because they saw benefit in it to me was when my mind started to be open. When I stopped thinking that what I knew was the best and the only way, and you can't get anything better than when you come to see Dr. Keeley, once I got past that madness and got <laughs> humbled, then I started to open my mind to herbs and, and looking at food as the source, because that is the true source. None of these other things are directly from the God. They can be inspirations from God, but food is what Allah put on this planet to sustain us. And so we're, when we're talking about functional medicine, a lot of these people go back to a laboratory or go back to some scientists. I go to Allah. He is the originator of the heavens and the earth, and he put everything on this planet that can sustain us. So to me, functional medicine is going back to your faith, going back to something more superior than we are. And when you start aligning your thought process with that reality, then you are open when a person comes and trusts you with their healing or health journey and you have to have a conversation it's not a dictate i'm not here to dictate to you when you come and say dr keely i want to consult with you no i'm here to try to understand where you are understand what it is that you want what understand what direction do you want to go and then give some advice and give offer some things that i've seen and here's what i would suggest if you agree and if you have some suggestions, then we'll marry those and make sure we put something together for your benefit, something that you're interested in, something that you can maintain, because that's what it takes in a society like we're living in with all the negativity, the bad food, the bad air, bad water, things that we put on our skin that's bad, choices that we make that are negative. We have to have a program that a person can have faith in and then they can maintain over time because it takes time to overcome a lot of these difficulties that we produce in this type of society. Yeah, but I have a request because everywhere you turn, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing people talk about, oh, I'm on a keto diet. Oh, I'm going <laughs> vegan. Oh, I'm going this. I, I, please clarify optimal health from that standpoint, because people think the only way to get optimal health, they got to go trendy with their diets. Right. Can you address that, please? Yeah, I think um, 
that is the sensationalism of commercialism that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad mentions in How to Eat to Live. He said this is a commercializing people. And so <clears throat> when I tell people that they should get How to Eat to Live <clears throat> and they should read it and try to apply it to the best of their ability, I made a statement that brings no money to my pocket. And this is not about patting Dr. Keeley on the back. This is about understanding the philosophy of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The difference in what I just said about if I suggest you go get how to live, read the book and apply it to your best of your ability and watch it work in you, then now you're being proven that God's word works. And no matter what your educational level is, no matter where you are, man, female, what part of the world. When we're talking about keto diets, the Mediterranean diet, excuse me, the Atkins diet and all these things that have been popular over these last few years, there's always some specific way that you're supposed to buy certain foods and get it from this certain place. That's how you know things are commercialized. That's how you know things are tied to somebody's pocket rather than truly being about you and you benefiting from this knowledge. And so when we're talking about the keto diet, it's, it's, it's like most other things in this world. It's, it's some truth mixed with a lot of falsehood because there is nothing specific that you have to eat in order to go into ketosis. The word keto diet comes from the word ketone. The ketone is the type of sugar that the liver makes when the body doesn't have stored up sugar. Typically we have sugar stored in the muscles. Typically we have sugar stored in the, in the liver. And so when we're in a process like we're in now in Ramadan, we may run out of sugar for the body to use, let's say about three or four in the afternoon. Well, your body still has to have sugar in order for your brain to work and for your muscles to work up until eight o'clock, eight, whatever it is, until you break fast here on the East Coast. And so if that is true, what fuel source will you use once you run out? It's no different than if you're cooking, right? You're in the middle of cooking a cake and you look over, dog, oh, my sugar thing is empty. What am I going to use? Start looking around the house for something else. Well, the body doesn't have to look for it. When the glycogen stores run out in the liver, the liver automatically kicks into making ketones. So the word ketone is the substance that the liver produces. The word ketosis is what the body is in when it's making ketones. So in order to put the body into ketosis, you just have to go long periods of time in between meals. And they don't want to give the, the credit to the Honorable Muhammad, so they use words like intermittent fasting, calorie restriction, right? All these different words. But at the end of the day, that's when you put your body into ketosis. That's when the body is at its best level of functioning, the best level of mental clarity, and the best level of the ability of the body to heal when the body is in ketosis. So brothers and sisters, you don't need to go buy no bone broth and no fatty this, fatty that. Just, just concentrate on the good foods that you know you should eat and start spreading out the time in between your meals. And just specifically to all of those practicing Ramadan and the Muslims in general, let's try to take this 30 day practice and come out of it and not try to make food so important. It is important, but not so important that it overtakes your common sense that when you see something folding over your lap or your belt, that you can take a little longer time in between meals. If you can go a whole day in Ramadan, you can do a few more days after Ramadan is over. Try fasting once a week. Try fasting two or three times a month. 
and watch how it will continue to improve your discipline, improve your will, and improve your health. I'm glad you touched on um, fasting too, because you know some people look at fasting as this starvation mode right. that you put yourself in, and you just cleared that up right in your statement. No, you've given your body time to 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 do what it needs to do to get into the state that it needs to get to get so that you can go into uh, optimal performance. So thank That's you right. for clarifying <clears throat> that and that immediate fasting thing that people don't want to get the most honorable Elijah Muhammad credit for because right. that ain't number one meal a day. So I, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and do the little controversial topic. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about this COVID-19 just for a little while. Yes, yes. Um, and COVID, the vaccine, um, what should we be doing really? <laughs> well, that's an excellent question. I think the thing that we should be doing is going back to again, the superior power, um, you know, whether those that are listening agree or not, I am a member of the Nation of Islam. I didn't make a decision to become a part of the Nation of Islam for a spiritual reason, if I'm being honest and just would talk about my journey. It started with the significant change that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad made in my life as a physician. I read How to Eat to Live. I didn't believe he knew more than me. I looked at the book and said, no way, that man can't be telling the truth. And when I went to try to prove him wrong, he proved me wrong. <laughs> and so he got my attention. The minister already had me from a perspective of just being a pro-black man. But when I started to marry those two, like the, every time I heard the minister speak, he was talking about these biblical scriptures. I came up in a household where most of the black men that were my mentors, they would say, man, the Bible ain't nothing but a damn tool, a slave making tool. That's what I grew up believing. So when people talked about the Bible, I would respect them, but I didn't personally have a lot of respect for it. And so I started there because I believe we always have to start with God. And I said all that to say that I believe that Minister Lewis, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is the mouthpiece of God. So when he talks, I believe that is superior wisdom, superior information coming directly from the God himself. So I would say if you really understand, if you really want to understand how to put yourself in the right perspective of where we are right now in this world, you have to go listen to the July 4th, 2020 presentation, the criterion by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And then you will put things in the proper perspective and where it sits with God. Now, bring it back down to back down to our, our level in as a physician. I have to start there at God. And once you come out of that, then it's right back to how to eat to live. Get the book, look at the foods that he suggests. And if you go in there, because it would be easy for me to tell you what those foods are, but that doesn't make you do the effort. When you put in the effort, you will continue to put more effort on top because you'll never be satisfied. But if I give you something like my mother used to tell us, mom, what does such such mean? If I tell you, you'll know it for today. You go look it up yourself, you'll know it for the rest of your life. And so I believe that people have to stop wanting to get every answer from me or some other person, you got to start doing your own research and your own work. So go into how to eat to live, get a pad and a pencil and write down every word, every food that he mentions in this book. And then I would say also read the sections where he talks about having good thoughts. See, if we're, if we're inundated with CNN, Fox news, ABC, NBC, whoever the heck else you listen to, that's inundating you with death, 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 death. 
numbers of sick people, people that got intubated, trucks at your local hospital with all the bodies because there are too many to put in. How can you think positively in that light? How can you think positively if all of you are doing is concentrating on the 3%? Right now on the planet Earth, the statistics say that between 97 to 98% of people that get COVID will have mild symptoms and overcome it. So when we're talking about death and death and death and death, you are looking at 3%. Get your mind out of 3% and put it in the 97% and go look at what the 97% are doing. And if you don't have that ability, well, just look. There's plenty of information on what people are doing. You can start with my programs because I talk about it all the time, but I'm saying I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm trying to make this about you. You can go and you can find information and use that self-accusing spirit. You know when somebody's lying to you most of the time. You know when somebody's feeding you information because they want to sell you something versus somebody who's giving you information because they truly care about you. And then you start building the ability to make it through this reality. But it takes the proper thinking. It takes the proper food. It takes exercise. It takes getting out and getting some sunshine. It takes rest, fasting, and sleep. And it takes knowing the difference between drinking water and hydration. Those to me would be the six major steps that people should concentrate their attention on. And if you concentrate on those six things, you won't have time to think about a vaccine. You'll feel too good. You'll know you're in a good place. You won't let anybody talk you into some foolishness that there's some pill that you need to go get a, a, a prescription of ivermectin just in case. No, you won't need to do that, right? And just in case you come to a place where you don't feel like you have everything, there's also this immune booster. Uh, it won't show up, but anyway, I have an immune booster that I've seen much success. I'm somewhere in a range of, I have sold in upwards of 400 bottles. And the people that are taking it are having some amazing results. What are you, what's that, the name? Uh, immune Boost 100 or Immune Boost nine, uh, 19. Okay. I don't know if it shows up. So it's an immune, immune Boost 19 or Immune Boost um, 100. And again, Brother, Ke Brother Dr. Keeley's not saying this because I'm interested in making a lot of money. I say this because it definitely has given a lot of people confidence. And my own personal family testimony is my brother at 50 years young and my mother at 85 years young were both in the same household, both caught COVID, both had bilateral COVID pneumonia. My mother at 85, most people will say, man, it's probably your mother that went in the hospital, huh? No, she had been taking a supplement for a whole year at that time. She went to the hospital, got tested. They did a few tests. Like, You're good enough. You can go home. My brother was in the hospital for nine days. He hadn't taken it. And so that's just a small testimony of how this supplement has helped people and so many other stories that we don't have time for here. So you'll have to come check. I'll give you the information on my shows. You have to come check it out because we have a testimonial Tuesday coming where people are going to tell their story. So I can't wait for that one. But um, I think that's where I would start, sister, to how to put this whole pandemic in the right perspective, because, you know, if we go back to what I originally started with, the minister said that this was a pestilence from heaven. If we believe in God and you believe that God put this pestilence on the world, the question is, did he put something for you as well? So if he put the pestilence to destroy his enemies and the disbelievers, 
did he do something for you? And did, do you have something that he gifted you with? If we don't believe that, then I don't know how you call yourself a believer. If you do believe that, then you have to step it up from believer and go into follower. And I think we'll have a lot of evidence that we're on the right track if we're trying to be a follower. Thank you. Yes, I have a, a question. And I know, uh, you know, for, for years, the black woman has been experimenting in the medical field. Um, Henrietta Lacks, and we can yes. go on and on. What are your thoughts on this uh, practices in the medical field of, of, of forcing women to do mammograms and forcing women to um, remove their uterus and, and so forth? What are your thoughts on it? And, what, and how should black women navigate through all of this? <laughs> I'm going to have to say something kind of funny at first and I'll get serious, okay? <laughs> so I always say, um, whoever invented the mammogram, the mastectomy, and the hysterectomy had to be an ignorant man. Mm. Um, and the reverse would be if an ignorant, hateful woman were to decide on some type of thing to, to test men's testicles, for testicular cancer or something that you smash when you got a man that back to you know, going crazy because he's in such pain. So I'm just using it as just a, a little light way of saying that um, I always tell anybody and everybody that I, that I have the chance to be blessed to be a part of their care, that you have to stay in control. You cannot allow yourself to get inundated with information that has not been founded. What do you mean, Dr. Keely? Well, three meals a day has never been founded in science. That was money that dictated that. Mammograms have never been proven to do anything other than has the ability to see cancer. Does it increase the chance of finding cancer? No, it has never been proven. Does it increase your chance of decreasing the ability to get cancer in the future? How could it when you're getting radiation every year after you're 40? So there are suggestions that mammograms can lead to breast cancer later in life. Why would we be pushing you towards that? Um, and then the last thing would be, we just finished talking about how to take care of ourselves in a pandemic. We talked about the aspect of where we should go in our thinking about optimal health. And so I would challenge every person with this thought. If you believe in God, and you know who God is. Do you believe God can get cancer? I just thought about this the other day. It's amazing that you asked that question because I didn't think about it until you asked the question. So as I said, we, we, I trust a book that says from God in person, Master Father Muhammad. I ask myself on a regular basis, can Master Father Muhammad get cancer? And I believe it's absolutely impossible because he knows what to do in order not to get it. But if he put himself into an environment, which he did in the 30s, in our environment to help raise us, and he got cancer, would he have the confidence to overcome it? And I believe absolutely he would. So the reality is that cancer can only set itself in a human body that is extremely malnutritious. And the immune system has to be in a horrible place. There are many examples of people overcoming cancer in this country and all over the world. Why am I saying that? Because when it comes to this healthcare system and it comes to what we do when a person gets cancer, we don't look at a person as a whole being, which is why when I use the word holistic, I, 
I spell it with a W and I always capitalize the W because I'm trying to learn how to be whole and anybody who trusts me, I want you to be whole. So imagine just you two sisters, right? Imagine having your breast all your life, go to a doctor to give you some bad news. And then the next suggestion out their mouth is we're going to do a mastectomy, give you radiation and chemotherapy. So here it is that you have to live the rest of your life without your breasts that you've had all your life. How difficult would that be? You have to get your, hist your a hysterectomy. You get your, your, your womb taken out of you. I, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what that experience is, but I know every black woman and other, but I'm specifically, we're talking about black women right now. Every black woman that I've ever had that has had a hysterectomy cannot explain, but they've never been the same physically, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, nor sexually. Has it ever been the same since they lost their uterus? It can't be explained. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's, I, I don't see how it's possible to be able to put in words. But what I do know is that I've had plenty of women that have had mastectomies and to some degree they were broken by that mastectomy. I actually know one woman that had a mastectomy and when they went back and did the test on her lumps, it wasn't even cancer. <clears throat> so she was literally destroyed as a person. We worked together for a little while and she just disappeared. I don't know what happened to her. She stopped um, answering my texts and my phone calls. I have some suspicions of what happened, but I don't know, right? But at the end of the day, <clears throat> When you don't make the right decisions, when you don't stay in control now, that is what this medical system does. It has done it to us in our history in this country and it continues to do it now. And so I think when it comes to the ability to stay in control, if you don't have confidence, you need to find somebody to help you with that confidence. But in general, we should be able to go to a doctor and ask questions, sir, ma'am, what have mammograms done to your patients in your history of practicing medicine to keep them from getting cancer or finding cancer? You see, doctors aren't used to those type of questions. How many people that you have seen with cancer, doctor, um, oncologist, have you seen live after a mastectomy? How long do they live? How many women have you seen that have had a mastectomy that didn't have cancer return in seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years later? See, when you start asking those type of questions, you're either going to get an angry doctor or you're going to have a doctor that has to admit the truth. I don't know. And so you have to find a way to stay in control of your health, not let somebody else take control of your health and take you down a road that you will regret for the rest of your life. And the likelihood is just like these vaccines. When you go to these doctors and they do a mastectomy, do a hysterectomy, give you chemotherapy and radiation, you didn't take the time to read that informed consent form. You didn't take time to read that fine print at the bottom. Right before you signed your name, you can't sue them. You can't win in court. The paperwork is going to win all the time. Now, you might get a settlement if they just made an egregious mistake. But in general, you're going to suffer for the rest of your life and they will not have to pay their due in this world. So I would suggest if we're, if we're looking to try to stay in control, I, I make myself available and there are other people that are available, but just do the diligence to make sure that the decision that you're making in serious situations is an informed one and not one based in fear and ignorance.
right, this is gonna take us into our challenges. Brother, that was beautiful. These are the challenges. We wire your thinking. Your instructions on health should come from God, not medical field, not your friends. You need to go back to the original source so that you can get optimal health. Study and understand the incorporation of colors of your food. We just go in there and we just, okay, whatever. We're not even taking into consideration. That. We need to understand the science behind our food and how it contributes to our optimal health, like our brother said. Next challenge, read, eat, to live books one and two. I'm telling you, it will change your life. It changed mine. Read, I'm going to say it again. Yes. Read books, eat, to live one and two. You and After reading those books, you will never say, God, I ain't never did nothing for it. Next challenge, evaluate your family activity, not your family history. Right. Again, family activity, not your family history. <laughs> and the next one is read the story of Daniel. That's all I got to say. <laughs> read and that as you one. talk, as you talk oh. about those pit, the, the color, look at that right there, y'all. It's right there <laughs> for you. See? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I got another challenge. I forgot one. If y'all ain't ever, ever went to all Ultimate Wellness Group, Com. If you never saw the videos of this brother, I'm telling you, it is you you cannot watch it without getting a pen and paper. If you want to know about health, you need to tune into this brother's videos. I'm telling you, I'll be there. I'll be like rewinding. Let me stop it. Let me rewind what he just said. <laughs> hey, that was deep. Let me let me write this down. Wow. So if you want to know about optimal health, then you need to tune into brother's videos. Okay, go ahead, bro. Praise be to God. Thank you for that plug, my sister. Right. Yes, <laughs> so um, for anybody, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure the, the, the majority of people that listen to you all show probably don't think the way you just said, right? But this is generally, you know, anytime I come on a show like you all, I appreciate those who think like me. I appreciate those who, you know, already follow my shows, but I mostly try to speak to the person that has never heard me speak and has never heard these teachings. And for those out there who may think that way, man, God ain't doing nothing for us. Look at this world we live in. This is the reality of what you just finished speaking. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And that's where most of us stop right there. But the rest of that, that verse is because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So, you know, the minister has spoken on many of occasions on how ignorance in a parent can produce generational curses. But the reality is that if you knock, he will answer. And you have to get out of that perspective. There is no person that I, I mean, and, and honestly, you know, when I, when I soldier in, in the streets, I hear that on a regular basis, man, look at the way we live and how in the hell could there be a God? Well, how in the hell can you make a decision like you just made to make that statement? That's part of that ignorance. I'm not trying to put you down, brother, but if you're gonna make a statement like that, what's that founded out of? You can't seek God and knock him down at the same time. That's proof that you don't know who God is because if you know who God is, you have to put him in that exalted place. You would be afraid to make a statement like that. So your existence is the, the ignorance. And I do mean like ignoring, right? Ignoring God and the ignorance of God is the reality of most of our people. And that also brings our responsibility level to such a greater degree. And that's why um, I feel so blessed, sister, that you would say something about my show because that's my response. I feel like it's my responsibility to be the example and to be a proponent of the example 
And that example was coming from somebody greater than us. And when you try God, he will prove to you that he is God. Um, so I, I'll, I'll do the, I'll do the um, where you can find me first and then we'll end with um, a little warning, I will say. Um, I, um, my website is theultimatewellnessgroup.com. You can find all my social media on there. Um, you know, reach out to me if you have a short question um, and I can answer it for you. I am on Facebook at the T-H-E-E, Ultimate Wellness Group, on YouTube, The Ultimate Wellness Group, and on Instagram as The Ultimate Wellness Group. And all of my platforms are full of videos to make you think, to give you something to contemplate and inshallah, God willing, make some changes for the better. And I want to be very clear that the information that you all are hearing today hearing from me in general, hearing from my sites. It is 26 years of experience that goes into the things that I say. It's no different than a person that does something for 26 years in any other field. They have to be good at what they do. Even, even if they started in ignorance after doing something for 26 years, you have to become good at it if you're serious about it. And so I'm saying all that to say because there have been some people that I think are using my name inappropriately. And I just want to make sure that people don't continue to do that if I have anything to do with it. And so my wife helped me come through with a statement. I'm just going to read it because it's going to be on everything that I do from this point forward, because I think it's important for people to understand, right? And so here's the statement, and then I'll finish with that. All information provided through the Ultimate Wellness Group is based upon years of training, research, study, and experience. As a trained medical professional, Dr. Keeley has the ability to review information in a responsible manner. Using information from appointments, videos, interviews, and published articles to provide guidance to anyone should be strictly prohibited. Client programs are designed for that individual and should not be shared, disseminated, or used to provide guidance. I pray that nobody's offended by that statement. And if it does offend you, then maybe you're doing something wrong. Because I pray that my heart is pure when I'm giving information. I pray that I start with asking God's guidance so that I'm being guided and my words are being guided. If you take what I say and think that you can go out there and use it to help people other than giving the information to them where they can find a source or you're trying to make money off of my words, that's not the right way to do things. That's disrespectful to me and that's disrespectful to the reality of that person because you can't sustain that if you're doing it for those purposes. And I wanted to say that and I'm going to say that every time I speak from this point forward because of some things that I heard that are disturbing me. Because if somebody goes out here in the name of Dr. Akili and does something that harms somebody, they're not probably gonna come after you, they're gonna come after me. And that's not going to be a situation that I wanna have to deal with. But if I find that somebody put me in that position, that's gonna be a very difficult position for me not to have, um, well, let me say, I I'll ask Allah for <laughs> the ability not to be angry, but you know, that that's a that's I, I want to warn people not to do that because we don't need to wind up in that situation. Nobody has to get hurt or injured when we do things the right way. So just do things the right way. If you're gonna use my name, at least call me and talk to me about it first. 
and get my take on what you're going to say. If you want to make money off of my name, at least talk to me and offer me something before you do that. I might agree with you, but I might say no. But at least give me the respect to do that if you're going to go out here and try to use Achilles' name to benefit yourself. Now, I will also say again that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that in his book. He, he warned people of having meetings and doing this and that and this and that to make money off of his books. And I pray that that's not what I'm doing. I've asked the minister and Minister Ishmael to, to, to view what I do and to make sure that I'm not doing that. And they both gave me words of confidence. So praise be to Allah. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I just want to do things the right way. And I want to be used as a servant of God if that's his will. But I don't want to be taken advantage of. And that's something that, um, in all honesty, I, I won't stand for. So thank you, sisters, for the wonderful platform. Thank you for allowing me to say that. Um, it was some wonderful questions. I enjoyed myself. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much again, brother, for coming yes, on. And they, this ain't this ain't it. Ain't no period on this. We're gonna have you come back again. You got to be a regular. So thank you so much. Our listeners, there you have it. I mean, we don't bring people on here just so they could get an avenue just to be seen. We bring people on here who are knowledge-based, who have a legitimate passion to help improve the lives of their people. It's just that simple. So you know how we do it and you know how we close out. Again, thank you for joining in. And until the next episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress, peace and blessings. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.